Hi everyone, it's Rabbi Nassim from Chabad, uh, youth of Carmiel. I hope everyone is having a wonderful day and uh, lots of blessings. So, uh, now's the nine days. It's a tough time for lots of people. It's a, day, it's a time of mourning for the Jews. Uh, I was speaking about it a little bit with my sister, and um, yeah, we came to this sort of conclusion. It's almost like the time that, you know, there's good times and there's tough times, and the tough times are part of building up who we really, really are, you know? So, the ups and the downs in life. Um, but it's a choice. It's a choice in how we look at things. It's a choice in how we perceive the things that we have. And uh, that's really what uh, this podcast is all about. So I will uh, give you a really nice uh, Dvar Torah that will hopefully prep you for Tisha B'Av. Tisha B'Av, the ninth of Av, is the day of fasting and mourning. Uh, for the destruction of the temples, amongst other things. And it's going to be uh, on Sunday. I mean, the 9th of Av is actually on Shabbat. But Shabbat, since it's a day of rest and it's a day of a joy, so it actually pushes Tisha B'Av off a day. Tisha B'Av off, I guess. <laughs> that's funny. Um, so here's something that's that's good. You know, hopefully Mashiach will come. Mashiach is the Messianic time, the time of utopia. It's one of the principles of faith, um, of Jewish faith, that there will be a time of utopia, and we are the ones to bring it about through our actions um, and our faith. So this time, at that time, all of the suffering, all of the pain, all of the difficulty that we go through in our lives would be transformed into good and blessing. So it's it's a it's all in all a good time for everyone. So um, that means everything, even even the <clears throat> difficult the prophecies, the prophecies of destruction and uh, the curses in the Torah and the Bible, they will also be transformed into good and into blessing, which is a good all around. Um, so I'm going to go through. Just a verse in Jeremiah, from Jer- from Jeremiah, not in Jeremiah, from Jeremiah, who, uh, that's Yermiel, the prophet Yermiel, who, he was the prophet of the destruction of the temple. He prophesied that, and all that came around with that, all the destruction and the difficulties, and, um, yeah, the, the lamentations, the Echa, that was from him. And there's a verse in chapter 3 of Lamentations, which says that God is my portion. There's a small, right towards the middle of of that chapter, you get to verse 15, 16, 10, 10, 10 and on, uh, but verse 15, 16, 17, 18, you start finding verses of comfort. God already comforts the Jewish people, or the Jewish people find some comfort. And one of the verses of comfort is, um, God is my portion, and therefore I await him. This is a bit of a strange thing. If you look at this, what does that mean? Like, then, like God is my portion, so I await the comfort from him. I mean, this is, a, this is really a strange verse, because if you think about it, I mean, the, the temple is destroyed. God obviously, you know, had a bad day, and, and the Jewish people suffered from that. Uh, so to speak, it was a, it was terrible for for the entire Jew, Jewish people. So what does it mean, since you know just the whole 
the whole, it just, it's just so strange. Like, how is that comforting, or what does that mean even? So, uh, the answer to that question is from a midrash. And there's a midrash, um, an interesting midrash, which brings a story. The story is like this. There, there was a king who came to visit a village, or came to visit a village, and uh, he brought along with him all sorts of different, you know, ministers and guards and, you know, of course, diplomats and dignitaries that came with him. <clears throat> they all were um, important. And people came from the village to go and, you know, meet the king. And then each one chose someone to bring home with him um, or to take care of, you know. So you had one guy chose, you know, the minister of finance, the guy's minister of health, and all sorts of people chose different types of ministers and different dignitaries. And there was one man who he was a wise, the wise man, right? Pikeach in Hebrew. It's, 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 it's more than just intelligent. He was, he was wise. He saw, like Pikeach literally means open. He was an open person. Um, like Pikeach Ivrim, someone who, who where we, we, in the blessing in the morning blessings, say a person who, uh, we bless God, so who, who, who literally were blind in the night, and God gives us this blessing of sight. So, he opens, and the little the word is to open the blind, like the, the, it helps the open blo, o, blind open their eyes. This is a expression which relates to certain openness of vision, and so this wise guy had this beautiful open vision, and um, he said, you know, I'm going to choose the king. Why am I not going to choose anyone else? Because all other, all other uh, important dignitaries, they can be they can be replaced. But the king is never replaced. So the question is over here, why do you need really a wise person to choose the king? And what does it make a difference if they can be replaced or not replaced? I mean any person who's who's intelligent, they have the choice of choosing the king or some sort of a uh, another person, I mean, another minister. Of course, they'll choose the king. The king is, is, is the, is the, is the top of the hierarchy. He's, he's number one. Why would anyone choose anyone else? And why is this person considered to be a wise person for choosing the king? The answer to the question is that there's, um, there is some value. There's not only some value, but there's a lot of value of choosing ministers over the king. Uh, and what? How does it work? Well, the king, if you think about it, he's like an overarching figure. He doesn't look at all the details. I mean, sometimes he does look at the details, but he looks at the entire nation as a whole. And he has a lot of important things on his head. Um, he he needs he he doesn't need respect, but he commands respect. Um, something that if 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 the king is disrespected, then he then uh, then he's. Uh, he gives he gives what's due to the people who disrespect him. So if you think about a person who's like, well, listen, I'm uh, you know I have a, some big multi-million dollar business or something like that. You know, if I go and bring the king into my house, then you know I'm going to have to respect him. I'm going to have to give him all sorts of deference. Um, but and what am I going to gain from this? And that's really the, the question that that's asked. Like, what am I going to gain from this? And so the truth is, I'm probably not going to gain very much. Because the king doesn't isn't gonna like uh, doesn't deal with um, all these certain you know real details in in business or whatever. He's just uh, 
It's just the king. But if I choose the Minister of Finance or Minister of Economy, maybe there's something that I can get here. Maybe there's some sort of advantage I can take. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to like, uh, you know, uh, try to be a, uh, like dishonest here, but you know, there's always, there's always, um, you know, it, uh, if I treat this guy well, maybe one day I'm going to need his help. And that's really uh, an important, uh, that's, that's important for me because I have a big business. Right, and so another person is, you know, is involved in some sort of research, and he he has, you know, he wants to cure cancer, which is a, a beautiful thing, or like, well, I, you know, whatever he has his his research, and so he says, you know what, let's choose the minister of education, minister of education. Maybe I can, I'll be able to have a conversation with him. Maybe I'll be able to get the grants that I've been looking for. That's all beautiful and all great, um, but. The, so, but the, the, uh, wise, the wise person, he says, you know, all these pass, but the king doesn't pass. What that means is, even though I may not get the specific benefits, my own personal benefits from the king, but he is the one who's the most important one. This is where it's really at. This is what's, it's all here. This is the depth of what's really important. How do we know what's important? Because everything else passes. <coughs> Excuse me. Everything else passes. So this is what's really of truly of value. And of course, along the way, you know, there are certain things that, uh, that the wise person finds to be most important. And those things also will get the king's notice. But it's not about personal interest. It's about what's important. And so if you think about that and you take that, that's what it says, Chelki Hashem Amranafshi. So my portion is with God. Meaning to say, yes, it might be that right now I'm losing out. Right? You know, God, I did something that was not right in God's eyes. Um, there is a punishment. There is a price to pay for my behaviors. And, and you know, I could maybe choose someone else who's, you know, who's, uh, who it makes more sense to be on their team. But no, I'm choosing what's truly important. Because everything else passes, but this doesn't pass. This is the Jewish people's um, sociological miracle that they never, they never uh, assimilated truly into the nations. They assimilated to, the, to a point, you know, with the food and the culture and whatnot, but the religious practices and their ethics and their morals, uh, no matter what the ethics of the nation that was, was there, even under communist regimes or under any other regime, they would keep their own, their own moral values and ethics. And this is something which is because everything else passes, but the king doesn't pass. There's another Hasidic um, story or Hasidic uh, um, parable or to this. This uh, gives an example to that also displays this very, very nicely. So, so like the, again with the king and his subjects. So the king makes a big dinner and invites uh, some of his closest friends, important dignitaries, etc., etc. And uh, everyone's sitting at the table, enjoying the meal. And then the king is finished with his dinner, and so then you have all these servants that come and, you know, help clean up the table, until finally the, 
remaining scraps are eaten by dogs. You know, he threw he, he, whatever's left of the, you know, of the meal, which is not to be wasted. It's given to to the dogs. And here is a very again we find the same perspective, the same view that we we spoke about earlier, which is. <clears throat> There to sit across from the king, right? It's a great honor. It's not only a great honor; it, it means something. It's a deep. It has deep meaning. It's uh, it's it's something which which is 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 of vast importance for the person who's sitting in front of him. But truly, the person who sits in front of the king can he really enjoy his food? Doesn't even think about what he's eating. Uh, it's quite possible that the person in front of the king doesn't eat anything at all. He may eat just a little bit to satiate his hunger. But what's really interesting is the conversation, is the wisdom, is the is the direction of the country, trying to to protect and encourage the people of the country, the needs of of thousands, the needs of tens of thousands, the needs of millions, uh, influencing and, and understanding at depth um, and caring for them you know the wise king this is a a true a true a, a beautiful thing and so as the this, these uh, trusted uh, servants and trusted ministers you know sit further and further away from the king they they actually are unable to enjoy the dinner more until you finally the people who truly enjoy and are able to actually bring food from the dinner home are the servants, or and some of these servants, if you think, are people that take care of the king's palace. They may be completely, um, they may be, they may hate the king. They may resent the king. They may not understand his position. They may not know. They may not <coughs> value anything. They may be just there for the money, um, and. And just thinking about how they can always get something and advance their causes and their needs, not not at all caring about the needs of the country or the needs of the people, which is truly the reason why there is a king. And yet they go home with bags and bags and bags of food. Some of these servants may never even meet, meet the king. And then you even have dogs, right? So they have a position. They, there's you know guard dogs and whatnot, but. But obviously, no matter, even though they're man's best friend and they're and they have an important place to play, but obviously, they're not at the same level of the great <coughs> friends and advisors of the king. You know, the king's people, his uh, wise men, the council. Right? This is just obvious for everyone, and this is a very important message. It's a very, very important message. We, it's a perception. There's something that I've been thinking about a lot. Um, there was a um, a conference of rabbis for campus uh, Chabad on campus in Israel, and it was uh, there was it was very good. It was very helpful. And one of the things that really was was uh, was helpful was the concept of perception of how we perceive the world. Even the most terrible things, we have a choice. There's a freedom of choice as a human being to to perceive things in a different way. To come off and see the, the positive, to see the joy, to see the blessing even in things which are very uncomfortable, painful, and difficult, right? So the same concept over here. 
I can say, you know, maybe for now there's a, there's a very difficult situation. Maybe let's say there's a war, and the closest advisors to the king don't see their families for months on end. You know, maybe during World War II, you'd have very important ministers would, would just be off at war, right? And maybe like servants or people who took care of the palace, they got, you know, both the, the food and they got to be with their families. But the importance of the position of the ministers and the choice to be in that place, to be able to choose to say that this is of value, this is of importance, this is real, this is something which doesn't pass, it stays. It's something which is very, very important. This is a very important message. When we talk about <coughs> doing kindness, we talk about being good people, even in times of need, that's a very important message. Even when things, there was, there's, um, so I'll give an example. This is a, a very practical example. Um, so we're, we're making, we make Friday night dinners. You're welcome to sponsor one. It's 500 bucks for Friday night dinner with a whole bunch of students where we teach, talk about this, what I'm talking to you about now. So, so um, there was a, I was doing some fundraising for this and there's a guy who, he said to me, you know what, the truth is, I only have 25 bucks in my pocket, but I'm gonna do my best. I'm gonna try to find the money to give. And I was thinking about that, and that was like dumbfounding for me. You know, someone who, who doesn't have the money and they find it to be important, they understand the value. They understand the value of, of supporting these messages. And this is like they have chosen the king. Meaning to say, the act of kindness and the mitzvah that's in their mind, this they chose out of their own free will. And even though it's uncomfortable, and even though it's, it's very downright... Um, not only uncomfortable, but downright uh, difficult for them, right? I don't know how they're going to come up with the money. I have no idea. But they're, they, they're willing to go out of their comfort zone and experience some discomfort, maybe even some suffering, to do an act of kindness because they believe this is something that lasts. You know, this is something that's real. This is something when we have a Friday night dinner, when we, we do an act of kindness for someone, even though when it's not convenient, when it's not exactly, you know, we, we're already doing so much, which everyone is doing so much, and it's all commendable. But when a person chooses to do something like that, to, to, and, and chooses to choose to change their perception and to go after God and go and say, you know, I understand that these things are uncomfortable, I understand what's going on, but this is, everything else passes, this doesn't pass, so I will put my, this is my this is my hill. This is the hill I'll die on, if need be. I hope not. You know, I hope this is going to be a hill that we're going to grow from. But this is the hill. This is this is where my place lies, and this is where I await. Um, I await God, and I await redemption. So, if anyone who wants to sponsor any of these messages, uh, I'm very grateful. It's uh, you're welcome to sponsor at ChabadYouthCarmiel.com. All of these messages are also shared with students in Israel, and hopefully these college students will grow just as you, together with me on this journey, becoming better Jews, better people, and bringing Mashiach.